0: tomorrow night. The Chargers at the Jags. Chargers laying two and a half points. Chargers minus 145 on the money line. Jags plus 120. Total set at 47 and a half. Thank you, Double D. Once they ridded themselves of the butt bandit Urban Meyer, the Jaguars turned around their season to win the AFC South, hosting the Chargers the next year. Here we go. Spread up from Chargers laying a point and a half total up from 47 jags won way back in week three 38 10 man i this is the one game i i was all over the jags i'm like jags plus the points jags plus the points the line has gone down come back in favor of the chargers but i think i'm gonna lean chargers and maybe chargers money line i'm having a hard time with this one what do you think
1: Oh, I thought you were on the Charger side. I see you waffling, my friend, because I am squarely on the Jaguars. And I was ready for a face off between me and you that could only be settled by a half mile race. Me and a Jaguar, (laughs) you and a Charger. And we have like, you know, a flag girl that like does the flag and we're living our life a half mile at a time. Or is it a quarter mile? I need to watch Fast and Furious again
0: that's a good idea here's the thing I think the Jags this is why I thought they were initially the play first of all I'm so I'm still angry I'm not going to go off on Brandon Staley again Mike Williams questionable for this game because Brandon Staley decided to play Mike Williams in a meaningless game well done bud now you're playing a playoff game and one of your best offensive weapons is questionable great work there big guy what a decision but the Jags pass defense is not good at all and I think the Jaguars have more momentum here. They're certainly the better coach team, but I really worry about Justin Herbert, even without Mike Williams, getting a hold of that Jags secondary and having a big day. So that's why I lean Chargers.
1: Yeah, I like the Jags. I like uh, the home team getting points here. I like the way that the Jags are playing, even though Trevor Lawrence had some bad throws in that game against the Titans. It's really difficult to put the, the offense on your back because the Titans' run defense is so good. One of the best run defenses mm-hmm. in the entire NFL. It won't be the case against this Chargers defense. So I think some of the pressure will be taken off Trevor Lawrence. We'll see more of a, an impact from Travis Etienne because you're looking at a Chargers defense that's giving up the fifth most rushing yards of any team in the NFL. So I think if they can exploit that and also actually have the ball in their hands, because that was the thing last week. The, the, the jaguar, excuse me, barely had the ball because the Titans controlled the clock by running the football. I think once the Jags will be able to run the ball a little bit more effectively, it'll be less pressure on Trevor Lawrence. I think he's still fully capable of making those throws. And like you said, I think the coaching advantage tilts mm-hmm. towards Doug Peterson. And plus, what do we think of this atmosphere in Jacksonville? Don't we think these fans are probably ready for something to oh, go yeah. in their favor? It's been a long damn time since Jacksonville has been relevant in the NFL.
0: No, it's a good point. Got to be a great atmosphere because you never get to see it in Jacksonville, so that will be a lot of fun. Talk about atmosphere in Buffalo. Sunday at 1, Dolphins visiting the Bills. Bills laying 13, Bills minus 900 on the money line. Dolphins 6-1 to one on the money line, plus 600 total is 43 and a hook spread is up from bills minus 11 total down from 44 and this is because skylar thompson will be the starter for the dolphins on sunday i'm going to go with your suggestion bill's first half minus seven you can get it to six and a half at some places if you want to lay the juice but i'll take it at minus seven best first half team in the nfl i think they come out with their hair on fire and dominate with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice
1: Yeah, not only are they one of the best first half teams in the NFL, they are the best first half team in the NFL when playing at home, averaging 19.7 points per game. I'm sure you've heard me talk about this all week long, but it's worth repeating. The Bills are an absolute wagon when it comes to their offense in the first half. And who's going to be more motivated to play in the postseason than a team that's just went through hell and back for one of their players, Tamar Hamlin. So I think this is the team that comes out swinging, comes out with momentum. And also, I probably wouldn't talk anybody off if they wanted to play the full game. Jenks, what do you think about the Bills laying 13 in the full game? Because I think they will probably pull away at some point. I never like laying double digits, but if there's ever a spot, Skylar Thompson against Josh Allen, doesn't it seem almost too easy?
0: Skylar Thompson led the Dolphins to three field goals last week. And then they also got a safety. Like, that's it. Like that's it they didn't score a single touchdown at home now they have to go to freezing Buffalo in a playoff game with a third string quarterback yeah I'm with you I think the bills are going to dominate here coming up in 10 minutes the Phoenix Suns have suffered through an eclipse all season but can they cover the number tonight in Minnesota your Friday NBA preview is on the way she's Chelsea I'm Jinx it is a daily tip from well presented by BetMGM Sunday night Chelsea. we get the Ravens at the Bengals Bengals laying nine and a half now the Bengals are minus 500 the Ravens are plus 360 the total is 40 and a half this spread up three points from Bengals laying six and a half total down three points from Bengals minus 43 and a half Lamar Jackson on Twitter said this I suffered a PCL grade two sprain on the borderline of a grade three there is still inflammation surrounding my knee it remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road recovery. I wish I could be out there, and I'm still hopeful we have a chance. He was not at practice on Thursday. He's not going to play. But Tyler Huntley has resumed throwing. Is this number too big?
1: Uh yeah, I think it is now. Uh think about the Ravens. And I was trying to put this into the correct words when I was doing my radio hits across the country yesterday and the mm-hmm. day before. Don't the Ravens feel like a team that can keep it close, even if they have a third string quarterback playing? They're almost like the Steelers, where they're always going to be well-coached. The defense is always going to play up to the level of the competition, and it's also a divisional game. I think at 6.5, I was more than willing to lay it with the Bengals at home, but now at 9.5, it feels too big. Like This doesn't feel like as big of a mismatch as, say, the Bills and the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, I'm with you here, and listening to Ariel yesterday sort of convinced me, but now, listen, if we were getting a third string quarterback, Anthony Brown, then I would be on the Bengals, but Tyler Huntley is good enough as the Ravens quarterback, and honestly, I, I trust John Harbaugh here, he's been there before, this is not a great Ravens offense, there's no question about it, but it is a playoff game, and at some point, even last week with the third string quarterback, the Bengals won by 11. This just seems like too many points to me. So I would I would go Ravens in the points here. This is a playoff game. This line has gone out of control.
1: Also an excellent point that Ariel brought up was the Ravens have probably the best kicker in the entire NFL and Justin Tucker. So if they can get the ball, you know, halfway down the field, maybe yeah. they can squeeze some points out of the, the drive.